believe that through books and banter, all is possible. I'm Steph, a.k.a. Ideally Inspired Reviews on Instagram, and I'm joined by... I'm Ava of Imaginative on Instagram. And today we are so thrilled to finally be able to publicly share our chat with the amazing author, Allie Hazelwood. We, we are huge fans. Big absolutely. Stands. And if not before, definitely more so after our chat with her. Um, it was incredibly unhinged. If not, I think possibly one of the most unhinged author chats that we've had and in a very good way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Omegaverse chats. Ice Planet Barbarians chat, obviously Which Star Wars y. I was chats. not expecting. <laughs> Let me just say that was, I totally expected to fangirl over Star Wars with Allie Hazelwood. I did not see Ice Planet Barbarians. That was not on my 2022 author chat bingo card. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I well. didn't see it coming. <laughs> but here we were. And honestly, I mean, and obviously, of course, we were talking about her most recent releases and the Love Hypothesis and Raylo, of course, which I guess falls under the Star Wars chat. But yes, and there was also a cameo by Petrie the Pig, who was the resident potbelly pig at our Airbnb in Austin, where we were when we hosted her. So anyways, you guys are in for a treat, basically. Um, it's It's a lot. It's, it a is a it's, a, it's a ride. It's a wild it's ride. Yeah, definitely a ride. Yeah. Um, Buckle up, basically. Yes. And if you haven't already, please do check out Allie's newest releases, which are her novellas, the Steminist novellas, um, Under One Roof and Stuck With You. I want to say it's Stuck With You. Yep. I feel embarrassed because that one's one my favorite. Coming. And there's one more coming. I think it's called Below Zero. I think. Yes, that sounds about right. Hooray. That is coming out actually quite <laughs> soon. Um, by the time this episode airs, it might, I don't want to say it's out, out, but it's either, it's coming. Actually, I think it might be out. It might I be out might. by well, the time this airs. Just check it out, you guys. Definitely. <laughs> it could be out. Trust it could be us. really close to coming out. Uh, either way, you want it. Um, it is Absolutely. audio first, and then it'll be coming out in ebook form afterwards. So if you're not an audiobook listener, then obviously you'll just have to wait a little bit longer. But, but we I can honestly say the, the audio. audio is amazing. It's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I have listened to Stuck really With You like 30 times. It's sad, but I don't feel bad. Super so. cute. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, so we don't want to obviously take up too much time just talking between the two of us. I'm sure that you guys are here to listen to Ali and her amazing Italian accent, which I don't think a lot of people know that she is. So um, yeah, she's cute as a button. And, Absolutely uh, adorable. Yeah, yeah, we can't wait to hopefully have her back at some point because she was amazing. And you know that we're going to have a lot of feels after... Love on the brain. So fingers crossed that she comes Definitely. back. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. And if you want to join in on these upcoming author chats um, in person, air quotes, person, <laughs> virtually, <laughs> you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Otherwise... 
Enjoy the chat. So we typically go in order of like world building and then craft questions. And then we ask kind of questions for you. And then at the end, we ask questions um, sort of about the future and think maybe some potential teasers that you can offer us. Um, so these are some questions that came from Instagram. Um, and the first one is, did you have any inspirations for Star Wars from Star Wars for your next release? Or the second, uh, uh, you mean Love on the Brain? Yes. Uh, no, that one wasn't a fan fiction, actually. I um, So the backstory is that the Love Hypothesis was on sub for 70 million years. Like, literally no editor wanted to buy that book. And uh, <laughs> my... They're all kicking themselves now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like, my editor was like, my agent was like, you know what, maybe your next book should not have been a fan fiction first. <laughs> maybe it should be uh, something completely new. So I was actually writing the book while I was on sub kind of knowing in my heart that the love hypothesis would never get bought. Um, and uh, um, I mean, I, I'm sure that there are some elements of what I really, really liked of, uh, you know, Raylo and, you know, Kylo Ren and uh, the Star Wars things that I really, really liked. I'm, I'm sure like some elements kind of ended up seeping in the second book because that's what I was obsessed with at the time. But it wasn't a fiction first or anything. Like it was, it was meant to be my first book, my first original book that we would then sell to an editor. And that would be my first book to get published if we ever ended up actually selling it, you know. Um, but not really. Um, there is the fact that the, the two main characters, uh, and that's kind of like an inside joke, but also something that felt like my fit their personalities they're both their favorite movie uh okay both of them have the same favorite movie which is the empire strikes back which yes. is a star wars movie um Good choice <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah the best of the original exactly um but um aside from that not really um it, it wasn't like inspired by uh by, by a former fic that i wrote or anything like that or by one of the movies as long as we can expect like tiny little baby Star Wars cameos, I am happy. <laughs> there is, um, uh, there's a baby Yoda cameo. Um, not really a baby Yoda cameo, but like <laughs> he has uh, a baby Yoda mug and like uh, oh that God. says uh, Yoda best engineer. And like <laughs> she sees it and she wants that she wants that mug and she wants it like Yoda best neuroscientist um so yeah I was really my Star Wars feelings while I was writing it I guess <laughs> I don't know that's I, I mean that is what I love to hear truly <laughs> I, I do love that um absolutely so kind of um to that point I guess we'll go out of order because this is a good segue <laughs> um but are you we've heard it mentioned that you did some research while you were writing the love hypothesis in terms of some of the sciences that were um popping up in the book um, is there any, are there any uh, topics in terms of science that you're researching currently for Love on the Brain or that you did have to do research for? Um, you know, Love on the Brain was really easy because I'm a neuroscientist too. And uh, like the type of neuroscience that uh, B does is neuroscience that I have done too. Like I, um, so I, I, I do mostly neuroimaging right now, which is looking at the brain of humans, but 
uh, during my master's degree, I actually had a time when I really wanted to go into neurostimulation, which is instead of looking at the brain, like kind of interfering with brain function and see how behavior changes. And then you can like kind of uh, uh, draw conclusions on what a specific area of the brain does based on that. And that's kind of what she does. Um, so I had a bunch of uh, background on uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is the, the technique that she uses. And it wasn't like, that was actually honestly 99% of the reason I made be a neuroscientist. Like it was just so much easier uh, <laughs> to not have to research. But I can tell you that the book that I turned the aim in January, which is my third book, like publishing timings are crazy like I, I never mm -hmm. would have thought before getting into publishing that you have to turn in like in January 2022 or like actually no at the end of December 2021 I had to turn in a book that is probably going to be published in fall 2023 like I never would have thought before getting into publishing that you had to turn in stuff so much earlier uh, but that book is about two physicists and I know nothing about physics so that was fun um, and it's also not like easy. It's far enough from what I do that it's not like I could read an abstract and understand what was happening. Like I made them liquid um, crystals researchers and I still know nothing about liquid crystals. So it's just me putting in buzzwords. It's mortifying. I hope someone steps in and, and like fixes it because it's really bad. I have no I idea what that is. Get the book peer reviewed in yes. addition to having an editor. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, okay, well, now I'm even more excited because I don't know anything about liquid crystals either, obviously, but Me neither. we're going to learn. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good learning process. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of science, um, this question comes from our patron, Isabel. So shout out to Isabel. How do you manage writing with being a professor? It sounds like your schedule must be crazy. No, I mean, I don't. Like, I, I'm just really bad at it. I, I've been, I'm really <laughs> trying to figure out what to do from now on because I think, first of all, all my friends hate me because <laughs> I'm always complaining and like, I just, <laughs> I'm a mess. And then um, I'm, I, I'm always late on both my jobs and uh, um, I guess cold <laughs> by everyone. So basically the question is, I have no idea. I, I'm trying to figure out what to do next year. And like, as time goes on, like how to manage this better. Um, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to make decisions about the future. Like, do I want to quit one of these jobs? Or what do I want to do? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could say, oh yeah, I have like, I don't know, a planner or I use the Pomodoro method or something like that. But no, I actually just like wake up and panic about all the things that I have to do. And then I don't do them. That's that's where I'm at right now. And I mentioned that I have ADD. That does not help either. <laughs> what is happening? Oh my God chaos but like it's good chaos <laughs> <Is> it? <laughs> I hope so yeah. I feel like you know I feel like this question is this answer is depressing I actually do have a lot of fun um and like I I really do enjoy parts of both like well no parts I, I do enjoy both my jobs um but when it comes to like time management I am truly like I'm struggling and I am trying to figure out what to do to improve that 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe I have some amazing wisdom to offer, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> I have like one job and can't <laughs> keep track of it. You know so. what? That's part of it. Like I, back before I was writing or like when I was even just writing fan fiction, I was bad at the time too. So it, this is just, this is something that predates. <laughs> it's not like when I, I had a normal schedule, I was good at it. Like it's, um, yeah, this is a problem. I should work on it. <laughs> good time. We're out here. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, it's, it's such a relatable answer too. Like it's true. Who, time yeah. management. I don't know her. What is that? What uh, is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Her. We appreciate that. Um, speaking of fan fiction, though, and sort of predating, you know, your writing career as a, in a traditional sense, how long were you active in the fan fiction community before pubbing the love hypothesis? Yeah, so I actually didn't know fan fiction existed until late like I um I don't know why I wish I had known in my teens because I I had like the fan fiction brain where I would get like madly obsessed and hyper focused on something on like a specific piece of media but I didn't know and like especially like romantic stuff I wish I could have gone and read fan fiction at the time but I, I wasn't really aware and I think part of it is because I didn't really grow up speaking English um I only learned English like in later in my teens and then um yeah and then it's it, it just wasn't something that was that I would think of at the time and uh, um so I didn't know about fan fiction but then when or I, I knew it like I knew that fan fiction was a thing but I didn't really know how good it could be or the extent of it or like how much you could find or where and then I um um, I started, I think, reading fan fiction like for real when I fell in love with uh, Star Trek and especially Spock and and Niora, like this this couple that is only in the. I, I was always a Star Trek fan, but like seeing Spock and Niora, I was like, that's it. I'm in love. Everything is perfect, and I needed to read more about them. And that was 2016, I believe. Uh, which was a very bad timing. It was the last year of my PhD, truly bad timing. Like <laughs> I was supposed to be writing a dissertation and instead of reading papers, I was just reading all these amazing fan fictions that people would write. And then from there, I started writing about six months, six months into it. Like I started having my own ideas and I was like, oh, I'll just try writing some things. Um, so, and then I started like, my, my agent contacted me in 2020 so I would say three four years I was uh, kind of involved in fan fiction before starting to pursue traditional publish publishing awesome well it's a great it's such a great entry point and we're so glad that you got to have that experience because obviously we love fandom so <laughs> um Kind of speaking of fandom, can you please detail your first Star Wars experience with me? This is definitely a question coming directly from me because I'm so curious and excited. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I didn't used to be a Star Wars fan. Um, I, I I was a Star Trek fan, a lifelong Star Trek fan. I like I watched all the series. I um, but I mean, and, and as a Star Wars fan, you probably know like Star Wars and Star Trek are just not the same thing. Like well, Star Wars is way more fantasy, and Star Trek is way more sci-fi um and uh, I, I I just to me I was always in love like I grew up watching Star Trek and Star Wars I, I I wouldn't say I hated it but like I barely watched it like I remember 
vaguely watching A New Hope when I was a kid. Um, and then uh, um, I think the sequels came out when I was kind of maybe a little bit, I don't want to say too young, but like maybe they were a little bit too complicated for me. I remember being a little bit interested in them because uh, I kind of got an idea that there was the um, the, the Amidala uh, thing uh, and like the love story. And I was like, oh, a forbidden love story. Wow. And I remember watching them, but, you know, they weren't super good. And like it, it's, it's just such a bad Star Wars entry point, the, the, the sequels. But I think that was my real entry point. And I was like, ah, I think I'm not a Star Wars person. Then I watched like my, my first moment was The Last Jedi. Like I, I watched the first movie. I liked it. I, I was into it. Like the first of the, 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 the first Awakens, the first of the new movies. And I liked it. And uh, but then The Last Jedi was just like mind blowing to me. And then I got into the ship of Raylo and then like also the other like sub ships <laughs> that are there. I was, I was obsessed with all of them. And then after that, I kind of went back and started watching all the Star Wars movies. And like, I even enjoyed the prequels at the point. I was like, yeah, no, I love everything about this. Everything is amazing. I love George Lucas. Thank you for my life. <laughs> and that was like when I went back and fell in love with the entire world. Um, so yeah, that's it, it was weird and roundabout and kind of recent, but I would say thank you, Ryan Johnson. Thank you, The Last Jedi. <laughs> Absolutely. I know definitely it was the it was the um, the Force Awakens for me that did it, where then I went back and like rewatched everything. I was like, wait a second, I've been sleeping on how amazing this whole story is. So yeah, I really do think the sequels or yeah, the sequels resurged that that love for those of us who kind of missed it <laughs> yeah I think they really made also Star Wars approachable generally like mm -hmm. it's um you know the, the original ones are differently paced and uh, if you it, it's hard you know if you if you're someone who was born I don't know 10 years after the last one came out it's difficult to like approach sometimes old movies and enjoy them as as much because the pacing is different the structure is different but like once uh, there was the entry point of this of the of the newest trilogy uh of the sequels it was it was easier to enjoy a new hope and Pice respects and and uh return of the jedi so i agree totally totally <laughs> um okay so before i go off truly like the deep end of star wars which i absolutely could do i'm gonna turn it back around and bring it back to adam and olive i think it's like maybe the first time that i've actually mentioned them so sorry everyone uh. um <laughs> but if adam and olive were to binge watch the mandalorian what do you think their reactions would be you know what? I think they would love it. I, we, we loved it. Like, um, well, okay. I, I don't, my husband is nothing like Adam, but he is very, very picky when it comes to media, which I feel like Adam would be too. And yet my husband loved Mandalorian. Um, I think they would love it. 100%. I think Olive would like, buy every single piece of Baby Yoda merch that exists in the universe. And uh, um, yeah, I think um, she doesn't have a lot of money because she's a grad student. So Adam would have to buy it for her and he would just do it. <laughs> That's what would happen. 
Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. You know your soulmates when your partner is buying you baby Yoda merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this question comes from Steph and it's kind of on the same lines, sort of. But if, if Olive and Adam could be a food, what would they be? Um, no, Adam would be... Could she not be an Olive? <laughs> oh my god yes I wouldn't even have said that but I love this idea I want her to be an olive now uh well he would be raw broccoli for sure like he would be something healthy and and not good but like yeah I just feel like he doesn't really have the appreciation for food that we have that we more evolved people have <laughs> I mean olive yes 100% an olive but also I feel like it should be like a funfetti cake or something like that like it would have to be something incredibly like just with zero nutritional value she would love it someone said like I didn't even know I had the chat open but something popped up and said a pop tart and I'm like yes she would 100% be a pop tart like a s'mores pop tart or something <laughs> well I will say that when we were last night we were all like talking about like the questions that we were gonna broach today and I was like Adam would be a tall glass of water (laughs) so thirsty (laughs) and and incredibly healthy yes perfect (laughs) yes hydrate everyone (laughs) all these thirsty bitches let's go (laughs) yep (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so shout out to Nikita who said a pumpkin spice pop tart. Fantastic. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I'm sure that they're selling them somewhere. You know that there is the like window of six weeks in the fall where they literally sell pumpkin spice spam or pumpkin spice uh, hummus. I, I've seen it with my own eyes. So I, I bet there are pop tarts too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Now I want one. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm looking at all of the questions and I have, I have kind of a steamy question, if that's okay with you. Please. Is it my steamy question? Which steamy actually, well, you ask your steamy question. How about that? And we'll see if it lines up. I, is it, is it the titty question? Yes, it is the titty question. Oh my God. Question. The titty, titty <laughs> Okay. 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 So my question is, is olives now if I don't word this correctly Ava jump in and say it exactly how I wanted it asked because of course I was expecting you to ask it so side note if if anybody can't hear I'm losing my voice but um my question was is olives titty that small or is Adam's titty or Adam's titty well mm, or is Adam's mouth that big because either is a good option but I just want to know you know this is so funny just really behind the scenes story I didn't even like that was such a throwaway line like I didn't even I wasn't even like thinking about it guys um but there must be something in my head about it because I remember that so I have these three novellas and at the time that the book came out I was uh, um editing my my novellas like or something like that and I remember I don't really look at my reviews, but my friend was like, by the way, (laughs) everyone is mentioning this. And I was like, oh, and I was editing my novella and I found kind of the same line in my, in one of my novellas. And I was like, okay, delete, delete, delete. (laughs) It was just, 
Um, no, that can be your shtick. That's fine. I'm okay thing. with it. Listen, it's okay. <laughs> I, there's no wrong answer here. <laughs> I think, I think, I, 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 I want to say her teeth are very small. I want to say that because I, I feel like if his mouth were super weirdly big, it would detract from his attractiveness. <laughs> but also, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But also, um, I think what I was what I was trying to get at was like the voraciousness of the moment, and it was really poorly phrased. And I should take the blame for this, but I decided to blame my editor. <laughs> Sarah, I am sorry for throwing you under the bus, but I must do that. I love you, Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh it's perfect. I. Please, please always love that line. I love that line. <laughs> I will keep in that line then. I will, I will just go back and add it into every single one of them. Perfect. The next book is actually going to be called The Titty Hypothesis. And <laughs> we're just going to go from there. Titty, and we, we talked about this last night. Titty with these to like emphasize, like titty. Like. <laughs> it is. Yes, it's happening. Thank you for my new title. I will give you credit in the acknowledgments. <laughs> Thank you, bitch. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, now my brain is like already, it's in the garbage. It's in the dumpster. <laughs> like, we're just going to talk Love about scene from now on. I mean, um, you've seen what I write and you know that I am from fiction. I am like, my mind is, uh, is, uh, it's just like if you came from Star Wars fan fiction, I'm sure you've seen it all. I've seen some stuff. I've written a lot of stuff, so <laughs> don't worry. Sharing is caring is all. <laughs> exactly, it's true. Uh, so, okay. Um, love the. No, I really can't get titties off my mind now. I'm still thinking about it. Um, okay, I will try to just, I'm just going to read aloud this question. It completely has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. That's what we got to do to get my brain out of the gutter. Um, does Adam actually snore? No, I don't think so. I feel like Adam is one of those like super healthy people who like doesn't have, you know, the weird, uh, like I have sleep apnea, so I can <laughs> I can, I can like, I can talk about our struggles when it comes to breathing at night. But I feel like Adam is one of those people who's like, I don't know, at like the most, uh, the best functioning body or something like that. And he's just like, he's, he sleeps like this, like, like a, like a corpse or something. I have decided to think that. Oh, I feel like Adam would, I feel like Olive would disagree about the corpse, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now my head is back in the gutter. Um, what are you currently reading or what did you recently enjoy? Um, what is, uh, I, so I read like 99% of the books I read right now are for blurbs. So, so they are advanced reader copies for other authors that are going to come out. So I always feel bad about this question because I, I always feel like I'm teasing people. But uh, books that I've, re that I've uh, uh, read and really, really loved recently are, well, Lucy is not a romantic, which is by Lauren Hall. 
and it's her second book. Her first book was Last Time Standing, which I also loved. And like she has this, uh, it's basically, it's a book about a woman who is, um, decides that she wants to have a baby and she answer, enters, in, enters this like co-parenting agreement with this guy who's going to be, you know, the sperm donor, but also he wants to be involved in the life of the baby. But they're, it, this is platonic. They're not they're not like having sex they're not in love they're just people who are going to co-parent and of course they fall in love which is amazing um and uh, I just really enjoyed it I love uh, um I just love Lauren's voice and uh, the book is set is set uh, in Singapore which is just such a cool setting and uh, I love the way she just talks about it you know she's from there and so she knows the place very well and she makes it come alive and um I love that what else? Um, I read, okay, something that I recommend to literally everyone I know is Scandalized by Ivy Owens. Um, that is just a, it's just a steamy, good book that I read recently. And it's about this journalist who kind of reconnects with a friend from childhood who happened to have become like a huge movie star. And uh, it's, there's so much sex in this book guys and it's so good it's so well written it's amazing 90 out of 10 would recommend it's a debut and it's coming out in august um what i'm reading right now is sorry not sorry by uh sonia singh and uh, i actually just started it but uh i will let you know I'm, I'm, i mean it's it's so good already so far um so yeah these are i think these are my last three reads yeah, I think so. Sounds so good. My TBR is already out of control, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just going to add more on. Mine too. Mine too. I'm, I'm like, yeah, mine too. 100%. <laughs> um, okay. A couple more like author question. Who, so we saw on your Instagram because we are kind of creepers that <laughs> you mentioned there are some authors that you're excited to like meet or see at a polycon, which for anyone who does not know in the audience, Ali is going to be a guest at a polycon. We're super excited. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about which authors you're planning to fangirl over? Okay. So I actually don't know who's going to be there. I mean, I know Tessa Bailey is going to be there, right? So yes, so I'm going to have to, but also I don't even know anything about a polycon. I don't know anything about conventions. Like I'm like, I remember I had seen the lineup back when uh, it was sold out and my friend and I were like, let's go, let's get all our books signed. And then <laughs> basically what happened was that we realized that it was already sold out and uh, we were super sad. And then, um, and then like, I, I don't know, the opportunity to be there to sign books came up and, um, and like, I was like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> so that I can go to everyone else, but I forgot <laughs> who is going. Um, but it's a bit overwhelming. That line it is, it's, so many people. <laughs> it's so many people. Uh, but like every time someone is like, I'm going to be there. I'm like, I cannot wait. I also don't even know, like, can, should I bring my books from home to get signed just so I buy new books? I'm happy to support and buy new books. I just don't know how that works. How do conventions work? Tell me everything about it, please. Yeah, I mean, it, it's both. People bring books from home. People, some people don't have physical books. So sometimes they just bring like, they'll just get like, uh, like a print, like they'll just have like a print that just says like a polycon and then they'll get authors to just sign that. Or, uh, some people, because everybody gets like, you know, their badges. 
sometimes people get their badges <gasps> signed. I can and, get like, my badge signed. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and so like they, I mean, it's really sky's the limit. Um, there have been some people who have gotten their bodies signed and then gotten tattoos of like all their signatures from like you know like this the signature. <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, sky's the limit, and we have like an on-site bookseller there too. So of course, and uh, some authors do sell books at their table as well. So. Yeah, okay. really. There's a little, there's a little bit of something for everybody that's looking for, you know, different options. I so. cannot wait. I just, I, I just cannot wait to like breathe into the atmosphere and like see people. And uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm very, very excited. I, I it's did a good a, time. It, I bet it's going to be, and it's going to be my first like convention. So, um, uh, I mean, I've done like Star Wars conventions. Like I went to Celebration. Uh, yes, but, of course. But not like um, book conventions, and uh, I'm just excited. I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of um, drinking, fangirling. Um, there's an I... after party that happens. It's a pajama party this year, so we're really excited about that. So how yeah. can I? How can I sign up for the after party? I, do I? Have oh, you are. You're in it. I mean, you're. Am you're I? Can I? So you get okay. you get access to everything. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Please save us pod <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm so excited. We cannot wait. We're, oh, this summer cannot come quickly enough. Uh, it's, it, and it's going to be summer. Like, I just, I have, I'm really struggling with the cold of the winter. So, like, I just, it's going to be so nice. It's not going to be miserable. And uh, I'm so excited, guys. Okay. So, that was actually one of our questions is why did you choose to write the books on the East or on the West Coast as opposed to the East Coast? Is it because of the weather? Yeah, I mean, that was a big part of it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I wrote the fan fiction, it wasn't set at Stanford, but I wanted it to be set in California <laughs> just because I wanted it to be set in a place that is warm and California has a lot of good institutions. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to make it, um, I'm just going to make it like a, a random California place that is nice and not cold. It 100% is that um my third book was set in boston and uh, in the in the fall and i hated every like writing it i felt cold and it was cold as well like it was just a bad experience <laughs> um yeah uh, it, the, the weather was really the main reason <laughs> well under one roof because i just finished that like when i was on the plane that takes place on the east coast and there is snow it's true. So... You, know, you know what's funny? Um, they weren't like in, a, you know, the other roof used to be a fan fiction. It used to be much shorter, like about 10,000 words. And it was my agent's idea uh, that uh, they get snowed in um, because she was like, well, you need like, it, you could add like an, an element of them getting stuck inside together and having to like uh, um, talk to each other. And I was like, yeah, maybe he has to shovel snow, which is, you know, always cool to see someone shovel snow. And uh, uh, especially if they're like attractive boys, <laughs> and, and so that was uh, it. Was uh, I think originally it wasn't necessarily set in the winter, uh, but uh, it was my my agent's idea, and I thought it worked really well in terms of like contextualizing the story. Oh, definitely adds to the forced proximity. You know, I mean, even though they were already because they were roommates, but like, but, like even more, <laughs> even more. <laughs> You can't leave, never leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
so excited. I can't wait to listen to that. I'll be listening to that on the plane back from Austin. Um, <laughs> okay, so these are a couple more. I will wrap up questions about the future because of course everyone is curious to know and then we will get to our audience questions. Um, so thank you for everyone who's been listening as I talk about Star Wars, um, <laughs> my, one of my favorite subjects. Um, so the first question comes from our Instagram and someone asked if you would ever consider writing more about Adam and Olive. And then I'm also going to tie in Steph's question, which is, would you ever write more about Holden and Malcolm? Oh, I mean, um, yeah, so I actually have been thinking about it. Um, I don't think a lot of people ask me like, will you write the love hypothesis from Alan's point of view? And that seems like a lot. Uh, so that might not happen. But I definitely want to write, like I was thinking for like a you know, for pre-order campaigns, authors usually do like stickers or or something like that. And that's what I did last year. But I was thinking maybe this year of doing like a short story. And I've been wanting to write Malcolm and Holden and uh, and Adam and Olive go to IKEA. And uh, I just feel like it's such a, it's such a good bickering activity. Like, you know, how going to IKEA is just like the litmus test. Will this relationship last? And I just, I, I really wanted to write a novella, like kind of like an epilogue and, and maybe like Jeremy and Anne as well. Um, but I don't know, like I, I just, uh, um, I, I hope I will have the time to do it over the summer and, uh, and so I can do it. And, so probably shouldn't say any of this because that's why I get scolded because I say this stuff publicly and then like my editor is like uh no like, we're not doing that so let's pretend I didn't say it but that would be I would like to do something like that I definitely would like to like revisit the characters and put them like into random situations I, I don't know that uh that all hypothesis needs a sequel in terms of like like I really do believe that I like to think that they are just gonna be happy. Like I want to think that all all three couples in the love hypothesis like end the book and then they're mostly, you know, life always has ups and downs, but they're just happy. And uh, I like to think that there is not enough conflict in their lives following that to write a book about it because it means that they're genuinely happy and they're living their best lives. You know what I'm saying? Yes, thank you. Because some authors do not leave their characters alone. <laughs> You're just like, put it back, <laughs> put the trauma back, let them live. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes, as much as we want more out of an olive, they can just go to Ikea and be happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're totally going to argue over the meatballs and he's going to be like, gross. And she's going to be like, I want seven more and stuff like that. But you know, that, that level of conflict. Exactly. Perfect. They can, they, they'll just bang it out. That's Steph's favorite. <laughs> Her favorite way of bang resolving conflict is to just bang it out. Um, Surrounded by my balls. Yeah. <laughs> what a dream. What a dream. What a dream. <laughs> okay, you joke, but I wouldn't turn it out. For the meatballs, mostly. <laughs> All the balls, please. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Brain in the gutter once more. But um, this is another question that came from Instagram that I have a feeling is a relatively popular question. I'm sure you get this all the time, but we would love to know, are these feminist novellas coming out as paperbacks? Yes, they are. Well, I think they are because I have a mock cover on my, in my inbox. So I think I can say that they are coming uh, um, out is as paperback at some point in 2023 i think around the spring of 2023 um and uh, um and then there'll be like there'll be one book 
And then I am supposed to be writing due on April 1st to my editor. I'm not writing it, but I should be writing it. Um, a chapter, like an extra chapter that kind of like is an epilogue that ties in all the three stories. You, you do see uh, the three couples together already in, uh, at the end of the third novella. Um, uh, but yeah, like I, I think I, I will have to, I, I actually have no ideas how to write. That's why I haven't started yet, but it will come to me. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, they should come out as paperback, I believe. Hypothetically. <laughs> I mean, yes. I what I was told originally is that they 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 did well enough they would come out as a paperback. But also like the fact that I have a cover for a paperback in my like that that my editor sent it to me for approval, I think means that it's probably a yes. Um, so Excellent. I want to say yes. <laughs> like more books for the collection, the more the better. <laughs> um okay couple more questions actually because I found some more that we do need to ask the first is where slash how did the covers from Lilith Soar come to be I hope I'm saying their like internet name correctly I also don't know because I never say it out loud like right, right. So let's, let's say that yes <laughs> okay perfect um I've been a huge fan of like all of their Raylo art so when I saw this I was like oh this is I mean it's very exciting um but how did that was that like serendipity how did y'all um come together and join forces so she back when I wrote the fan fiction she made art for me and like it was the first time that she made art for me and it was a gift you know like sometimes you know how fandom is where sometimes like you write a fan fiction and like someone gifts you art on it and uh, I had been a huge fan of Lilith for so long and it was the, like I didn't know she knew I existed you know and then she did that and I died inside like I was like this is just I'm, I'm ascending to a new dimension right now it was so I was like senpai has noticed it was it, it was like it was big senpai has noticed me moment and because she was such a big artist and like she was just I loved everything about like the way she draws freckles and stuff it, it, I was in love and so she did it and um, that's kind of how we got to talk and uh, we became a little, we became friends you know um, and then um, you know fast forward when the publisher picks up the the cover picks up the book um, after a few months, you get an email telling you, do you have any ideas for the cover? Do you know what you want? Um, and uh, what I said was, um, I actually sent a bunch of covers that I really liked. Like, for example, I really like, uh, like one of my favorite covers ever is, uh, um, well, A Lot Like Adios and You Had Me at Hola by Alexis Daria. Like, I, I just think her covers are amazing and I love them. Um, I don't remember what else I sent, but I sent a bunch of covers. But then I also added to my email and... Uh, by the way, this is some fun art that people made for the book when back when it was a fan fiction, like stuff that people gifted me because they liked a chapter or something. And one was the Lilith one. And uh, um, and uh, I, my editor was in love and my agent was like, you know what, If I know that Penguin Random House usually tries to work with artists that they have already worked with and that the art department tries to work with, you know, people that they're familiar with but would it be possible like if it, if it were possible to work with with a um with a fan artist from fandom I think that would be great because it's kind of like embracing um something that my publisher has done a lot was embracing the fan fiction origins of it and so it just seemed 
meaningful and and I don't know like actually my editor was surprised that art agreed to it because art, there is another art department I don't I don't fully understand what's going on at PRH because everything is behind the scenes but I think I tell things to my editor and my editor like brings them to a million different people's people and uh, so art was like yeah you know this is such a good a good drawing and uh, I think they got in touch with Lilith and that just happened and then I really really wanted Lilith to do the cover for my second book and then for my novellas and when I was approached again I was like can we can we have Lilith again and uh, uh, they were like well we, we want her to have our game but she might be busy and I was like ah <laughs> and but then it worked out and uh, and she was able to do them um so yeah I mean it, it was like uh I think it, there was a little bit of like just serendipity in the sense that like everyone who had to agree and sign off on this did and that was amazing um yeah it was it was fantastic I love her so much this her heart is her art is the best thing ever yeah the covers are so beautiful and they uh, they just stand out so well I'm obsessed <laughs> I I just love her so much um yeah, she's a genius. I, I am incredibly honored that True. she reads my stuff and or just does my art. I am so deeply in love. <laughs> well, it's truly like one of the best like Avengers Assemble moments, truly like a great, <laughs> great combo. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask the question that I know that everybody wants to add, like have answered. So what are you writing currently? And can you tell us anything about it? Can you tease anything at all? <laughs> so um, I turned in my third book and then I wrote a YA book that is currently in the hands of my agent. And I should probably not even talk about this, but uh, because it's possible that my agent will say this is crap or not we're not putting it on sub so but it's a YA book I it's um it's about chess it's a romance about chess basically <laughs> that I, I've always been very much in love with like chess players and then I saw Queen's Gambit and uh, um I was like that's it it's it's happening I'm writing it and I wrote it it was it was just really fun to write something that was not under contract you know what I'm saying like something that wasn't one of the books that I was under contract and then what's happening is that now um so I was under contract for three books and I turned them in. And once my third book is approved, which I have no idea when it will happen, I'm going to have to um, submit new books uh, uh, to Berkeley to see if Berkeley wants to buy more books from me. And so that's kind of what I am working on right now. Like I'm trying to figure out what I like the synopsis for these new books and like the first few chapters and what I want what kind of tropes I want to tackle um, I can tell you that I kind of said like what I am hoping to write is kind of like an inverse the kiss quotient trope thing um, and then uh, um, something that is basically like fuck buddies uh, uh like enemies to fuck buddies another trope yes. and uh, and then I want to write like something a little bit more paranormal like I am into shifters <laughs> a lot so. oh my god my kryptonite <laughs> I, I so the Nalini Singh is my favorite forever and ever 
I just, uh, I love her so much. And uh, I've been reading her. I feel like my own life, but it's not possible. But like, I feel like she's my creative mother. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, uh, Nalini Singh is uh, uh, definitely an inspiration for that. And I wanted to like try to write something. I don't know if Workly would be interested in picking it up, but my agent says that she would love to like, just, just bring it to other places if Berkeley doesn't want it. Um, so yeah, this is kind of where I'm at right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like, what, what are my the next books going to be? Um, yeah, that's, that's the, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so I'm not really writing anything at the moment, but I'm thinking about writing. So that counts maybe. Absolutely counts. And the fact that you're thinking about writing shifters means it actually counts twice. <laughs> um, so it counts extra hard. <laughs> That, yeah that truly is I mean that's like the fantastic brand I think is like anything well, terrible okay, so my, my this is uh, not not I know it's a controversial thing but my favorite trophy in fandom one of my favorite tropes is omegaverse stuff which I know is very controversial but like I really want to write something like that and I know traditional publishing might not be super super ready for omegaverse but I think shifters have a lot of like omegaverse elements so I know, um, you know listen, you are speaking my language right now like <laughs> literally and Sarah who is on the chat here and Jess who's on the chat as well um have, have been hanging out with us here in Austin and literally that is all I've been talking about this whole freaking trip is like Omegaverse and I'm like trying to like convert everybody to it's Omegaverse. Just, <laughs> it's the faded mates fuck or die of it like it's just so yes. good it's just so good yes. I know. I Have really you like read um have you read Stolen by the Wolves it's a Viking Omegaverse I just got finished reading that in January. Okay here's it's the It's so good. No but could you is it stolen by the wolves? <laughs> Sorry, I have to I have to write it's it down. Stolen by the woods and the stolen by the wolves and the author is Lick, I believe, but like uh it's L Y X Robinson. Thank you. I'm writing it because it's, I need it's it. really good. It's really good. And that one has like Norse mythology kind of mixed in too, but like obviously wolf woven like things but like yeah it's thank so you. good because vikings hello yes but thank you for this rack so i actually like um my most of my experience with omegaverse is within fandom like um the the trailer fandom that i was in is a very omegaverse rich fandom like i uh i i just yeah but i haven't really read a whole lot of like traditional published one but i i don't feel like i span in barbarians is kind of like has a lot of omegaverse tropes in it you know what i'm saying so i am i am ava loves ice planet barbarians actually um i'm it's like one of her favorite series like ever i love i mean I love if, if that that might convince you to read omegaverse if you haven't yet mm-hmm. <laughs> I- mm-hmm. Yes, I I am getting there. I just, (laughs) I did make the mistake of listening to Ice Planet Barbarians via audio, which is definitely a different experience um, from what I've heard. And um, to anyone in the audience, I don't, I don't recommend that uh, modality of, um, of um, absorbing the like her intro her <laughs> intro to ice planet barbarians with audio and i told her that i personally who loved that series would be thoroughly disturbed if that were like my intro 
<laughs> okay, but I get it. I I don't know what I would do if I were listening to it. Like I I I under I'm right there with you. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very excited um to to dive into other things. I just I do have to like get over a little bit of like trauma real quick, and then after that, I'll be right there with all of y'all. I just need a minute to catch get my wind back. <laughs> you can do this. I believe in you. You can overcome this. So now you have Thank to do you. it. <laughs> I know Allie Hazelwood told me to, so therefore. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I know. All right. Once again, took a detour. Um, but I guess for Omegaverse, it's all good. Um, so we are going to open it two questions um and i got a chat question from stephanie first um so okay so i see i see maddie so we'll go in order um but stephanie you did send this message a moment ago so um if you had to write a book about another fictional couple from movies or tv who would it be I have an idea for like, uh, well, okay. So I don't know about a book, but I have been wanting to write like fan fiction. There have been two, well, okay. There have been three different pieces of media that I've been like, I really want to write about these people lately. And uh, one was like The Witcher. Uh, I really got into Yennefer and Geralt. Uh, I just, I, I was like, I would love to write something like that. Um, what else did I have? Another one was, um, um, I don't know if you guys watch The Boys. It's this Amazon Prime series, but there is this, this couple in it. Um, what? Richie and uh, the girl. I, I think that's, that's her name. I mean, her name is Kimiko, but like it's, she's, I think she's called, or the woman, I don't remember. But like, that's also like a really, really good couple that I was like, I wish I had the time to just sit down and write some fiction about this. And uh, um, what was the third one? I, the third one was Jim and Pan from The Office. I'm just obsessed with them, <laughs> which is so random, but I actually only watched The Office for the first time two years ago. And then I like got into like a Jim, a mad Jim Pan, like rabbit hole. Um, so I have been thinking about like writing fan fiction of like fictional things. I don't know that it would like extend to a book, but um, I just don't really have the time for it. I think that's the problem. Well, you are insanely busy. That being said, I am now holding out hope for like an office romance. <laughs> Truly. I would love to. I mean, yeah, I would love to. I, I need to figure out my next few books. How <laughs> to incorporate. Even, yes. <laughs> uh, shifters in the office. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So Stephanie has a part two to her question, which I'm also very curious about. And that is, will there be more demisexual representation in future books? Yes, definitely. I, I, um, I think in my third book, my, um, the, the main character of my third book has a bunch of issues, um, with sex that, you know, like are related to like the A spectrum and stuff, um yeah there will be yeah 
<laughs> I, I don't want to say too much about my third book because I don't know what my editor will tell me to cut uh, or what she will be like, oh, this doesn't really work. So it's it's always the, that's always a problem. But <laughs> for sure. I don't want to say too much too soon, um, <laughs> but either way, we're excited. So, <laughs> um, okay, Maddie, you are up. Go ahead. Feel free to unmute and ask a question. Okay, I have, yeah, a two-part question. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the first one is, what's your favorite author and like all-time favorite book you've read? Um, I feel like it changes a lot. Um, I want to say my favorite author is uh, Arlie Smith, maybe, but also Sherry Thomas. I'm undecided. Uh, but also Nalini Singh. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Okay. Um, I always, like, I feel like whenever people ask me that, I recommend, like, I end up recommending Land of the Beautiful Dead by Arlie Smith just because I feel like it's a book that is that not a lot of people have heard of she is weirdly a self-published author um she writes this like really epic long stories you might have heard of like the last hour of Afghan or um yeah, mm-hmm. right so like she, she is kind of like uh, I feel like romance Landia knows of her um but uh the land of the beautiful dead is just my my favorite of hers I cried all my tears uh yeah, it's a good ending don't worry um yeah and I I 100% recommend her stuff that's why and then second question what's it like writing in your second language oh my god it's a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) I am always afraid that I'm like saying things that don't mean like it's 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 hard it I'm glad that I went through this that I started with fan fiction because fan fiction is lower stakes and like if you make a mistake you just make a mistake and no one cares um so I kind of like had a bunch of experiences to get used through to to get used to the idea of like I'm I'm writing you know in a language that's not my language and uh, um um I might make me make mistake and it's gonna be it's it's fine um it's really nice to know that I have a team of people oh my god Petri sorry it's really nice to know that I have (laughs) a team of people who read and check and proof my work (laughs) that's that's definitely like a relief. Hello. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. He's so cute. Real quick, we'll just spotlight him for one little quick moment. Look at him. I love him so much. I would kill for him. Same, same. He is by far the best. I love him. I am so in love with him. Guys, please give him some pets for me. It's very we will. Important. We will. <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, Nikita, sorry. I was like looking at your name and then for some reason the word wouldn't come. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> That's totally fine. Hi. Uh, actually, uh, I love the, I love your background of Aaron and Lena. Yes. <laughs> I had it for my event with Elena Armas the other day and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just leave it. <laughs> Let's leave it forever. <laughs> I totally get that. Okay, so my question, I mean, you don't necessarily have to answer this, but do you have like real stories from when you were doing your master's or your PhD where like this uh, student and professor with student and professor relationships? Because no. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily with their advisor because I actually have a story where one of my one of my schoolmates did end up marrying a professor 
who was an asshole. I should not be saying this on a podcast, <laughs> but being recorded, but like, yeah. And they married after she had graduated, like a long time. So it wasn't really like super scandalous, but it's funny that it actually happened. <laughs> You know, it's it's really it's especially now. I mean, I, I don't know if you've been following what is happening at Harvard, for example. But like, mm-hmm. um, well, there is a very big like um, scandal where, like, uh, I mean, I I I don't want to misreport anything, but like, you know, it's it's sexual harassment within um, academia. So I have to say, this is my my frank experience uh, during my master's and my PhD is that. Um, you like during your PhD, you end up having adults, like your students are adults, like they are in their, you know, mid twenties, late twenties, sometimes thirties. And they end up being uh, um, like, they end up being in a relationship with, uh, uh, with other adults. And like, I can tell you that in my program, there was a girl who was in a relationship with a professor and it was, it, it was a good relationship. Like it was, like in these cases, it's crucial to tell everyone that this is happening and make it so that there cannot be a, a conflict of interest. I mean, there is a power differential, like that it's there. Yeah. Um, but in sometimes, you know, relationships start and what you have to do is make sure that all the safeguards are in place. Um, so it's something that I have definitely seen. Um, it's something that like, it just... I think a lot of it is a byproduct of the fact that people in academia only really meet. I was just going to say that that people are just always in labs. Yeah, so nobody it's, is going out and seeing other people. That's, so, that I, doesn't I, help to like <laughs> diversify. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's right. that, that's what happens. So like these things are more common. I think that maybe people who are not in academia don't know, but like sexual harassment and is also common and whenever there is a power differential like these things can really degenerate quickly and they they, they can they can yeah. be they, there are a lot of gray areas where you're like oh yeah this is a consensual relationship but is it really right. like is something happening here so i it just um it's not my personal experience. I've never been in a relationship with, you know, um, I mean, I've, I've been actually, I want, during my master's, I was in a relationship with a postdoc that was supervising in my lab, but like it, it was, uh, um, he was a postdoc and like, and it wasn't like a relationship that was particularly, you know, like it, it wasn't like we were. Um, yeah. And even when it's not a romantic relationship, there's a lot of gray areas when you're in academia. I, you're, yes. 100%. Right. Like this is true just for romantic too much controversy all the time. <laughs> yes that's also true for friendships it's so it's true at, on so many levels um it's such a like I don't know it's it's, it's very incestuous in a way. yes thank you and like it's also very very hard like it's so unregulated in in this aspect like there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of emphasis on like don't ask don't tell within yeah. uh, within the environment like because lab work is everything you don't really care about what else is happening everybody's like no it's the publications and the papers and the dissertations yes. yeah so it's such a messy environment um yeah but no it doesn't come from my personal experience uh, thankfully <laughs> and I'm glad of that. yes and, and the couple that I know actually they got like they got into a relationship after her graduation and they were in totally a different department so it wouldn't have mattered mm-hmm. much yeah. either way because they it was not even the same degree but like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's no, just wondered it, because it happens obviously but it, it does it does happen and it's it's complicated and uh, it's um yeah it's it's such a gray area of 
Absolutely. life of academic life that uh yeah <laughs> thank you it sounds like a hot kind of a hot mess so thank you for writing about it because I was I mean I don't know if anyone else who is a part of like academia is like oh like those people seem like they really have their shit together <laughs> it's no. so bad I mean I do think that I can tell you that I think a lot of people end up in academia because they are afraid to leave school and like I think and I am 100% one of them and like we're almost like way more immature than like the general population <laughs> I stand by this Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, the more, you know, we're learning so many things every <laughs> single day. Um, okay. So in order, I have Katie and then Natalie. Hi. First, Hi. I want to, <laughs> I want to thank you for writing love hypothesis. One of my favorite books of last year. I was the weirdo who brought it along to Disneyland with stuff. Oh my God, <laughs> it- that's so cool. <laughs> you took the pictures with, uh, with Kylo yes. and yeah. yes. <laughs> Galaxy Edge. I love this. Oh my God. I was like, yes, I'm bringing this with Steph. Judge me. <laughs> I love this. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but I just have a fun question. What are your favorite tropes to read and what are your favorite tropes to write? Okay, so I definitely, I mean, we talked about Omega Verse, so I feel like I have to mention it again, uh, just to convince Ava to, <laughs> to read more of Ice Five for Variants. Um, okay, so uh, definitely Omega Verse. I really like um, to read uh, Marriage of Convenience. Uh, I really like uh, a story, it's like kind of like I want to say friends, not like enemies with benefits or friends with benefits. Like I like stories in which the characters get physical before they are ready to acknowledge their feelings. I love like fated mates and soulmates. That's probably why I'm so into shifters and Malini stuff. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I think these are my favorites tropes and I would say both to, uh, to, to read and to write um but like I also like I'm not there is no trope that I'm like no that's not a trope that I would read like I I, I honestly really am uh, very open to all sorts of tropes and I will yeah I mean I I will read whatever <laughs> so is there one you haven't written yet that you're excited to read um, or to, to write to write that I want to write? yeah I mean I want to say <laughs> Um, definitely like that's, that's kind of, I have these like fuck buddies, uh, idea that I really want to write, um, where you have like two people who kind of are very attracted to each other first and then they slowly realize that they have feelings that maybe I just want to write a very porny book. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Katie, for that uh, question. And thank you, Allie, for the answer. I am living right now um <laughs> truly um natalie you are up hi like sorry i i'm on my ipad so i've never used this before so i'm a bit <laughs> yeah so um i really enjoyed the love hypothesis and like my favorite part was obviously like the demisexual rep because you don't usually see it in books and I was really surprised because obviously you hadn't really said it was Demi but at the same time you could kind of get it from what you were reading like just wanted to know like why you actually wrote about that because obviously it's not really one of the bigger I say bigger 
like LGBT mm-hmm. kind of things. So how come she wrote about it? And you're you seem to be writing more about it in your third book. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think I just wanted to write like a different perspective on sex that is you know more familiar to me. Um, I the reason why like I I don't know. I think part of the reason why Olive uses the doesn't use the word is that I think she's still figuring it out herself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think for a lot of us who are very online, these words like, you know, ace or like a gray ace or ace, um, ace yeah. arrow spectrum, they, they come easily. But um, I don't think they are so common outside like I, I think if I talked to my colleagues and I said you know the word demisexual she wouldn't understand what it means necessarily um but I also think that there are a lot of people who kind of like I think I think there are people who feel these things but don't necessarily know that there is an orientation about that or like a label and they feel a little bit like maybe there's something weird about them with that. And and that's kind of where, where I wanted to put like Olive in. Like she she just, I also think she does probably hasn't thought about it too much because she just was like, okay, maybe I'm not interested. Maybe that's that's it. Um, like, I, I don't think it's a priority for Olive. Yeah, I think I just wanted to explore something that felt familiar um, and something that I had seen like, in, in my life, uh, but that didn't feel like it had a lot of representation. I actually didn't even think about it too much. I didn't think, oh, I'm doing, uh, like, I, I'm going to write, like, a story with Demi Rack. I, I really think I just wanted to, like, it, it felt like it made sense within the context of Olive and her approach to sex, you know. Well, I just want to say you've done it really well, because I did have a look online, and, like, I'm on a lot of the Reddits for, like, Ace and Demi and that, and your book is a lot, your book is mentioned a lot, because of the rep it does do so thank you I'm glad Um, I mean it's uh, it's definitely like I wrote I mean it's it's also I always feel very weird about stuff like this because like I I feel like especially the a spectrum as someone who's on that spectrum like we all really live it differently and uh, like (sighs) I feel like it's very easy for some people to say um but it's it's different. That's that's not good representation. But like it's it's such a it's a spectrum, right? So everyone is gonna have different ideas and experiences with it. Um, so that is something that makes me nervous a little bit. On the one hand, but on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, you know, like we can only write what we know at some point. And uh, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> Sorry, it was a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <gasps> Thank you so much. That was a that was an awesome answer. It's always nice to kind of know where authors are coming from when they write that because it's always it's so good to see. Um, okay, so last call for questions. I think we might have time for like one more. I don't want to take up too much of your time, Allie, because it sounds like you have books to write, Omegaverse <laughs> books to write. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we can maybe take one more question if anyone has anything or. I can ask another question about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> happy to do so. Um, I we had a question that Ava didn't ask, and I'm and it's very rude. I think it's probably because of Ice Planet Barbarians, but um, 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, um, we were talking about Marvel fandom. Are you in that fandom? Are you exploring really. it if you're not? I know I mean I have to be honest like I I watch the movies and like or watch some of the movies not all of them I think and I like them and like I have read some fic um like I've read Stucky fic because a friend wrote it um what else I'm definitely like not an anti-marvel person I think I'm very much I I got a lot into dc for a while um i there is a there's a lot of very good batman superman fan fiction <laughs> i was into that that's but, acceptable 100 uh, percent. yeah it was it was very hot and uh, <laughs> yeah i mean but no i'm not really into that but please do get me into that like I, I, okay I'm i will send that. my regs i will Thank send my regs you. and it's and I will say that a lot of a lot of uh, newer Marvel fans sometimes start with like the Netflix series, and then they jump over to Disney Plus, and it's like two different worlds. <laughs> so I think it's like, what are you in the mood for? Are you in the mood for like more violence and blood? Okay, in which I case, Netflix for uh, sure. I have to say, I want to watch Loki so bad. Like I've been wanting oh, to watch it for a long time. So I I need to like I need to get on it like and yeah and it's just watch so it. so good it's so good and if anybody like listening or watching is interested I highly recommend of course the chronological like timeline watch instead of like how they came out how they released in theaters just because it, everything kind of just makes sense um, but especially if you're planning on watching any of the like upcoming movies that are coming out you have to at least have seen like Loki because um, and WandaVision really because they're talking about the multiverse there okay so. WandaVision I have to watch WandaVision because every single person has recommended it to me and told me like how amazing it is and yeah I I've been yeah it's been on my list for a long time yeah and I think I think that I think it's going to be your vibe for sure because it really does feel super sci-fi like with the multiverse aspect like the new element into marvel so but yes i am your guide on marvel things so i got you i (laughs) yes thank you thank you marvel mother i i love this marvel mother is her new name that's the show notes um and yeah i will co-sign on stuff because she's right the marvel is so good as long as you make time for venom and that's my only interjection. I have watched both Venom movies. And okay. they're the best. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Tom Hardy, it's just, uh, I, I had to. <laughs> I could not. And uh, I am. And a super queer symbiote. Like, I mean, you really can't go wrong. So. I know. I know. They're just like, in the, in the second movie, when they have like this time apart, I was like, this feels like, like a breakup. Like, what, what is happening here? I am devastated. <laughs> Because it's set up like a rom-com. I know. It's literally a rom-com. I love them. Well, and apparently in the new comic, like, it's Mpreg. So, yeah, with Venom. Wait, he is pregnant because of Venom? Like, Mm -hmm. Venom has... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am... I'm lying. The are like... Like so now we're like Marvel. Let's dive in. Yay! (laughs) So give me Mpreg. I'm in. I I should have led with that. I lead with Mpreg and then dive into everything else. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So (laughs) 
we've we've really we've gone through we've seen it all at this point this conversation has really seen it all um I'm gonna wrap it up with um Maddie's question go ahead and then we will let Allie get back to I guess watching Venom and yeah reading I mean- Venom. <laughs> um, sorry just a short one um I'm a woman in environmental science so that was my first degree um and I know your novellas are kind of that focus um and is that something you've studied or is that kind of like physics you're just jumping <laughs> no I mean and I have to say like in the novellas because they're so short like there isn't a whole lot like they're not so much I mean they, they are women in STEM but like you don't really see her at work like Mara 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 who is the the environmental scientist that you don't it's you don't really see her work honestly um I'm not an engineer uh but the other two are also engineers and like uh um Sadie in the second novella is a civil engineer and um in the third novella you actually like I have an aerospace engineer and that was that was the one that like I needed to like get a little bit more into the science and I was totally at a loss <laughs> it's I don't know I mean if you as if you're a scientist you probably know that a lot of people like they think you're a scientist which means you know everything about science it's but like true. the truth yeah. is that you're like uh very someone, specialized yeah <laughs> I swear to god someone once asked me like a question about like manta rays the the, the fish oh, and yeah. she's like well you're a scientist so how do you not know and I was like how is this? I am a neuros, a human neuroscientist. How is this a thing? So yeah, that's, really that's actually one of the things I'm studying because I'm back in school now. So that's really funny. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I would love to be a marine biologist or something, but sadly, yeah, that's, that's I what I'm about. <laughs> Direct the manta ray questions to Maddie, please. Yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Ali. This is truly like this has by far been one of our like best chats. This is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I had so much fun, guys. I'm I'm just so glad we managed to bond over the Omegaverse and I'm Craig. <laughs> this is amazing. Yes. <laughs> and titty talk. That's all titties. Like, signs of the best friendships are titty talks and Craig and Omegaverse. Oh. we're best yeah. friends for life now you can yes. never get rid of me <laughs> we are faded maids now yes <laughs> amazing we love it <laughs> well thank you again so much for joining us we are obviously so excited for all of your upcoming releases I know that a lot of us will be at Polycon so we're excited to get to see I you face to face and guys talk about everything and so excited for your upcoming stuff and thank you again thank you um do I do I leave is that what no I will no you stay here forever (laughs) (laughs) what happens never leave no no I will I will end the meeting um truly thank you and hopefully we'll have you on for you know another release at some point Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thanks to the patrons too. Thanks for everybody who yes. joined. <laughs> Can I tell you about the? Um, I'm done signing the things. If you. If you oh, want. the book plates. Yes. 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 Well, I, all of everybody's getting book plates. We're so excited. <laughs> I hope I did it right. It's it was like um, I, 
nothing. I mean, I, I think I did it right. Okay. Anyway, yes, I'm done. You did it. I, I have faith in you. It's all good. <laughs> Just letting you know. Let, let me know what I have to do. I'm happy to drop them off wherever. I'll email um, it to you. I'll email awesome. you thank the, you, the thank info. you, thank you, thank you. All right. Thank thanks, you. everybody, for joining. Thanks, Ali. We'll Bye. see you later. Bye.